Go For Side Effects is sponsored by Wild Branch Products. Wild Branch is a truly pure cannabis oil. They make CBD containing 0.00% THC and no carrier oils. Use Wild Branch oils and salves to calm, cool, and soothe your body, leaving you pain-free. I put on the salve. I used the oils I was able to walk for hours. I believe in this product 100%. Use promo code GWI podcast for 15% off. Use promo code GWI podcast for 15% off. Click the link below. Thank you. Welcome to Go For Side Effects. I'm your host, Kevin Simon. Today, we got Scott, uh, Scott Ward Ivers. I hope I said that correctly. And we also have John, my, my co-host. Hello. How are y'all doing today? Doing good. Doing well. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Good. All right, Scott Wood. Uh, every once in a while, you're going to hear me say Scott. Every once in a while, you'll hear me say Scott Wood and everything else. But let everybody know what branch of service you were in and uh where you were stationed at when you went in and all that, and then your time over in Iraq. Absolutely. Um, Kevin, I was United States Air Force. I, I was a war readiness specialist, which means I took uh, air transportable hospitals, air transportable clinics, surgical clinics. I used to maintain those at Homestead Air Force Base. At the time, I think we were tactical air command or air combat command. I can't remember which, but uh, so, so we, you know, I, I deployed a lot. Um, I joined uh, the military in 87 and got deployed during the Persian Gulf War. I was there for both Operation Desert Shield and Desert Storm. And uh, after returning, uh, I, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm on your podcast, which I think is an amazing podcast. And, and w- once I returned, I started noticing that I, I was having some, some issues. So, uh, boy, I have been through the gamut over the last, you know, 20, 30 years now uh, that we've been dealing with this. So... Uh, I thank you for having me on tonight, first of all, and, and also thank you for what you're doing for veterans, Kevin, because one of the most important things we can do is just kind of keep ourselves abreast of what's going on. And wow, you have done so much work. I, I love your podcast. I love what you're doing for your veterans, your your fellow brothers and sisters, and uh, really excited to, to be able to sit down and share my story with you tonight. Well, thank you. I, I mean, and also, I, I got to thank John. Yeah, I mean, one thing about John is, he brings up the really good questions that I forget about. <laughs> so he makes a great co-host. He'll be like, oh, no, this, this, and this. <laughs> and so, oh, thank you. And, and so you, you know, with the listeners and everything, you, you know, I, I want this to be educational. And because they don't teach this stuff in school, we go over this all the time. But down the road, I mean, it may not really get popular until 20, 30 years down the road. But at least we're leaving a legacy behind to explain to everybody what we really went through. Agree. Um, And it's a lot what we've been through. And the more people like you that I meet, Kevin, the more I realize uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty incredible what has happened. And, and, and at first, I didn't want to believe it. To be honest, I did not want to be a conspiracy conspiracy theorist or, or anything of that that manner. But but as this continued to uh, snowball, as my 
medical condition continued to deteriorate, I knew something was wrong. And based on what I was seeing from uh, the Department of Defense, United States Air Force, I knew there was really, they were doing one heck of a job to try to sweep this thing under the, the, the rug, which has happened before. It's kind of like our, unfortunately, it is our country's MO when it comes to our military veterans. Uh, you know, Agent Orange in, 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 in uh, Vietnam, and, and then uh, once again, what happened in the Persian Gulf War, and I'm sure our brothers and sisters that were just fighting in, in Operation uh, Iraqi Freedom and also in Afghanistan, I'm sure they're going to be uh, coming across some of the same problems that, that we encountered while we were in the military and fighting wars. So, uh, I, I, yeah, it's going to be interesting uh, as it unfolds. I, and it's not too late. You know, I know it's been 30 years, but it's, it's not too late. There's still a lot of men and women out there that are suffering from the, the effects of, of uh, Gulf. And, and I think in one of your podcasts, you even mentioned it. Gulf War illness, Gulf War syndrome, Gulf War. It, it might even be something else now, Kevin. I don't know. I, I try not to, I, you know, I, I literally try not to, I, I don't want to like get caught too much, caught too much into the, the, the whole cycle of, of them trying to change the names and deflecting and, and, and misleading people. I don't want to get caught up in that. I just, I, I wish they could just put some facts out there and let me read the facts and let me make my own determination, determination. But, um, Anyways, there, there's enough people out there that are doing a lot of research, a lot of work. Um, so, so I think there's enough evidence out there now to where we can honestly say, you know, it's not a matter of if it happened, but w when it happened and, and why it happened. Uh, I, I don't think I'm ever going to have my health back, Kevin. I, I've already given up on that 15, 20 years ago, uh, but I wouldn't, mind the, I wouldn't mind having what it was that happened. That way, whenever I see something that I'm going through, like today, Kevin, today, Holy mackerel, it was a whirlwind of just inability to function. Like until about 20, 30 minutes ago, I wasn't functioning at all today, Kevin. So it, anyways. It, it, it's crazy. And, and, and that's just it. That's what a lot of people don't realize is, I mean, John can tell you there's days. I mean, I know he feels the same way I do. It's like you wake up in the morning, you're like, man, what the hell does today bring? You know, like this morning, I was telling him, I said, man, the, the last three, four days, it's been like hell for me. I mean, I wake up, my hands are shaking, my head's shaking, my body's shaking. It's like, like, they need to get a grip on this shit. That's, overall, that's what they need to do. And it, Agreed. You know, I had the thought today. I actually said this to myself today, Kevin. Uh, I, I think we spoke earlier this morning. I don't remember what time it was, but it was earlier this morning, nine or 10 o'clock. And I told you, Kevin, not my best, not my best day, unfortunately. And I haven't had a day like this. This is the, today was like one of those days I have about maybe four or five times a year because every other day I have issues just about every day. Occasionally I'll have a good day, but for the most part, every day I have issues. Whether the memory, that's not gonna, that's gonna be an issue every day, I think, for the rest of my my life. Um, but I was having major issues this morning. I couldn't walk. I couldn't find my balance. I was having dexterity problems. I couldn't pick up my coffee cup this morning. And we spoke. I said, Kevin, I said, I, I'm I'm closing the blinds. I'm gonna put myself. I'm gonna lock myself in the garage cave. I already talked. My wife is amazing, by the way, guys. I was talking to my wife, and she knows these are the kind of things that we need to do as a family. I go into the garage cave, shut everything down, and I'm out. And, and I don't do anything on days like today. 
But uh, I, I took a risk thinking, hey, we can do this, you know, tonight at seven o'clock um, my time. And I got to tell you, I, I, I was just, just misfiring all day today. I eventually fell asleep. I set my alarm so that I could expect your phone call like we had talked about previously. My wife came down when I came upstairs just a little while ago. I slept through my alarm like an hour and a half, I think. My wife said she came downstairs. She checked to make sure I was breathing. She said my alarm was so loud. It was waking everybody up upstairs. And there I was. She said my mouth was open. I was just out of it. And uh, but she also knows she doesn't touch me. She doesn't wake me up. She so said, Scott. Yeah. Yes. Yes, so, John. So, so your your Air Force. I was uh, I was in the Army, and of course Kevin's in the Navy, and we're always kind of curious. Um, I know we've had we've spoken with some Air Force uh, men and women, but like you've already said, uh, a lot of us, our condition has changed over time. So do me do me a favor, humor me a little bit about. When you first noticed, and you you said you have noticed this, like I don't know what you said, what 20, 20 years ago, what? Because every single one of us, men and women, all of us, there's there's varying degrees. Some of us, a lot of commonalities. But what 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 made you first notice? And I and the question I think is important because there's there's such a variety of an answer for that um, amongst us vets, you know. Uh, agree. It, yes. And I, and I think, John, that was also one of the reasons why the VA had very difficult time actually tuning in on what it was that we were actually suffering from. So um, I started when I, when I came back after the war had ended and I, I think it was like in early March, I think we I mean, we just went in and we rolled them and the um, we immediately started putting troops back on planes and sending them back to the United States. I heard rumors. I'm not an admin guy, but I'd heard rumors that it was so that they could avoid the like the short term or long term TDY. I think they considered it a short term TDY if it was 180 days or less. Yep. Yep. We were right at that 180 day mark. So, yep. Okay. So so um, so I went back right after the war ended. I went to the war right after it had right after he invaded. It was within about a month. I think it was might have been not quite a month after I got deployed. Maybe early September. Um, when I came back, uh, I started having like a, a sensation of like just stuff crawling on my skin, uh, itch, twitching. And I, I went to see our hospital commander that I was working for down at Homestead Air Force Base. Uh, name's not coming to me right now, but I went to see the doctor. He was a, a dermatologist is, is what his, his, his specialty was. And we started doing biopsies on my arm because I started getting these tiny little rashes, almost like blisters. They start as blisters and they'd, they'd start turning into rashes. We did biopsies, punch biopsies, they called them. And uh, they just kept, kept coming back negative. There's nothing there. There's nothing there. And, um, and I was also in, in, you know, I was on the flight line a lot, even though I was a, 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 a medic, because I was a medic previously uh, before joining the military. So when I came in the military, I got a career for it. It was uh, medical logistics, but we had a, uh, a, a subsidiary of that called uh, war readiness where I would sat on the flight line. I worked for the hospital commander, but I, I wasn't in the hospital. I was on the flight line at Homestead air force base, uh, right next, next to our, uh, rescue guys, uh, the rescue swimmers. And I had a warehouse there. I had all my medicine. I had all my equipment. I had my forklifts and, and, um, and when I came back, started having all these problems. One of those problems, like I said, were the rashes 
And then for some reason that at that time, I couldn't sleep. I just went to bed one night, like I've done my entire life up until I was, you know, 21, 22 when I got back and I couldn't fall asleep. And that was going on for days, John, it went on for days. And I'm like, okay, this will put me to sleep. Nothing, nothing was putting me to sleep. I couldn't do it. Couldn't shut your mind down? Yeah, and it's, I didn't feel like my mind was racing. Racing, I just felt like, like my, my mind was, my body was tired, but my brain wasn't. It just, uh. you're right, yeah, I, I, I think you're right, John. The brain just didn't want to turn off. I wish I had a light yeah. switch. Yeah. I wish we could just hit the light switch and we were out. Yeah, oh. don't work that way. <laughs> I know, I know, after years and years of, of struggling. So, but, but, but it also le- leads me to another point. It, it's been 30 years, and, and I like to consider myself, you know, a, um, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, an intelligent guy so that I, I can see things. I can see trends. I can see what's working and what's not working. And, and fortunately, over the years, I have found things that actually help me like sleep better. I, I, I must say my sleep now is <laughs> tenfold, no worries, uh, tenfold better than what it was at one time, John. I mean, there were, there was a time where I did, I don't think I slept honestly, like went to bed, fell asleep and slept the full night. Gosh, probably like 10, 12 years. And, uh-huh. and, and I mean that I ha- I didn't sleep one good night for probably 10 or 12 years. Now I sleep better. I still don't have that night where I can sleep seven or eight hours. That would be wonderful. If I get six hours, I am, I consider that, you know, a pretty good, yeah. pretty good sleep. <laughs> well, you need- I, I can honestly tell y'all one thing. My doctor told me, because I get up sometimes at 12, 2, 3. Normally I'm up around 5, 5.30. I'll open up and I'll be like, son of a bitch. Like, why the hell? But my doctor was like, let me tell you, if you want to fall asleep, put headphones on, lay on your back, and listen to music. And believe it or not, that helps me. Now, about middle of the night, I wake up in the most (laughs) weird... I cannot believe I'm about to say this. I wake up in the weirdest positions. The other night, I woke up, my hand was on my chin like this, and my wife's like, what are you doing? And I opened up my eyes and she, I was like, what the heck? And then now I flip sides and I'll wake up. I'll be at the foot of the bed. My head will. And it's like, what the, I've never done that shit before. Yeah. I mean, it must be some really good music or something, but man, <laughs> man well, I, I, I sleep a lot when my feet kicked up while I lay on my stomach. I'll, I'll kick my feet straight up while, while I sleep. They think that's right, weird right. too. Right, not even well, what's happening. Sleep. Hold on. What do you mean, sleep with your feet up? You mean like you're you're elevated, like you're? No, I'll 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 where my knees are. Like I'll bring them up. Sleep. I'll bring them up like this and bring it straight up. I'm not laying on my stomach, John. <laughs> no, it, it'd be like I'm I'm laying on my stomach. Hold on, I gotta get the camera like this, and then I'll just kick my feet up like this, kick them straight up in the air, and it's dig them to stain. Yeah, it, it. I I can't say as I have that problem. I know that I have to. Although I'm not diagnosed with sleep apnea, I've been studied for it, and I have sleep apnea because I stop breathing. So I have to have a CPAP. And but like Scott, Scott's saying, I, I can't shut off, and I and I I have to take a sleep aid because without the sleep aid, I'm certainly not going to get any sleep. And with the sleep aid, 
if I get four solid hours, I'm grateful. And then it's, and then, and then I don't know those people who've had a CPAP, it's a pain in the backside. There's varying types and you got to, you pull the stupid thing off because it's kind of annoying because I mean, the whole purpose is to move the air in and keep you breathing so you don't die. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, I don't sleep with my feet up like you do. That's that. Is you sure that ain't like a Navy thing? Man, I don't know, man. I don't know what the hell. I'm not talking about I'm my kidding, ass tonight, John. I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Scott, I, I I need to ask you this: Do you have stuff like digestive system problems, along with uh, nerve pain and all that stuff, neuropathy? Yes. Now, I, I don't know if I, I don't think I've been diagnosed with neuropathy um, only because, guys, I, I just don't go to the doctors anymore. I, I'm, I'm so over it. I know you know all the stories about the VA and whatnot. Uh, for many years, what I did is I was very fortunate when I got out of the military. Um, I started a company and I was doing very well. And I, for the first time in my life, I could afford to just have my own civilian doctors. So I had a civilian neurologist. I had a civilian uh, psychologist that I was speaking with. Uh, I had a, a civilian primary care doctor. And I was paying to go see them. And I was taking them the information that I was getting from the, the military, from the Department of Defense. Uh, and, and if I start going down a rabbit hole, you just let me know. But, but um, yeah, one thing that we were able to, to figure out was, um, you know, I have the gastrointestinal which is, it's not, I don't know if it's irritable bowel, irritable bowel syndrome, but I have no different things. Yeah, yeah, and, and all my friends, and this is another important thing about how to deal with these issues. All my friends and family, they are completely aware of what I'm going through. And they know like the first two or three hours of my day, it's very uh, fluid. In, in other words, I don't make any commitments for eight o'clock or nine o'clock in the morning because if I, if I wake up, I, I don't know if I, it takes me about an hour to see if I slept well. And I know because the, the, the twitching will start. If, if I didn't have a good night's sleep, the twitching will start. The focus will be kind of out of whack. Uh, but also every morning, I you know, for the first two hours, I have to wait until my stomach takes care of itself. And, and after that, then I can roll. So, so yes, I have the, uh, I've had stomach issues for, for uh, years and years. And I was seeing that the, the VA, and again, the, the VA, God bless them, great people working in a broken system. And, but, you know, and we're, they're always trying well to, said. yeah, they're always trying to fix the system. Uh, but, you know, they always want to medicate you, medicate you, medicate yeah. you. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think, and I, I think that was one of my problems for the first, you know, and up until I got medical boarded, I, you know, I'm a young kid from North Carolina. I grew up in a military family. If a doctor says, hey, this is going to make you better. I, tr I believed them all. Oh, the government would never give me anything that wasn't good for me. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, just over the years, uh, the, the stomach issues, uh, the sleep disorders, I, I'm trying to think, um, let's see, I have sleep disorders. I have it. My attention span is scary guys. My attention span is, uh, I've left my kids, you know, taking my kids grocery shopping when they were little, gone to the lo local grocery store, got our groceries, loaded everything up. Kids are going to take the cart and put it back in the little stand out in the parking lot. And I'm going to pick them up twice. I just drove off. And if it wasn't for the fact that I got home and went, oh, thank goodness I got my kids with me. 
because they can help me unload groceries. And then I went, oh my gosh, my goodness. I just, <laughs> oh boy. Why does that happen? Oh so, my goodness. Yeah, the attention span. And the, the first time they said, what well, took so long, Dad? I was like, oh, I kind of got stuck behind a car. <laughs> but the second yeah. time, my son was getting older. The second time, and they, they had seen over the years, you know, my kids are experiencing this too. So uh, yeah, eventually my son, the second time it happened, my son said, Dad, you forgot us, didn't you? <laughs> I mean, how do you tell your kids, gosh, I love you so much. I care about you so much that I would just leave you at the grocery store. Cause that's kind of, felt, that's, that's kind of what I felt like I was saying. So the, well, the free thing was always an issue. The rashes, I still have rashes on my legs right now, on my feet, they hurt. They're not as bad as they were in 2000, I think it was, or 98, 99. I just exploded. I had rashes all over. Looked like somebody just threw a, a bucket of acid on me. Well, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting, Scott, because when, when you made the comment, you know, so you're on the tarmac, or you're on, you're, you're, you're an aircraft, you're, you're, you're on the ground outside and um, your, your position, I think is, is, is somewhat more, I would say more unique, but unique in its own way in respect to how you very, obviously how you came in contact. I, I think it's um, because, you know, when, when you, when you said Air Force, I was really curious as to what your MOS was, what your job was. And when you said you're on the ground, on the tarmac, People are coming and going. Not only were you around a, a variety, I'm sure, of, of, of various uh, aircraft and people, and on the flight line and, 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 the, and the propulsion from the air moving so much quicker um, because of the, 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 the job, I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, and as you're explaining the things that you've encountered, um, I, would I would have, for me anyway, you're, I have memory issues, and when my neurologist, when I went through the whole spiel about do I have memory issues when we all got said and done, I look at the doc and he goes, "Well, your memories, you're not your memories, you know, memories is kind of and he kind of kind of pause." And now this is a VA doctor, and he and he finally he finally says, "Well, it's not great," but I said, "But it's not good." He says, "No, it's not good," but I mean, or not bad. I said. It was it was just kind of funny because it's it, he, he struggled to basically acknowledge that I had a memory issue, you know, you know, I, I it, it just it's it's amazing because you're you're just like what just happened, you know, you're always tired, your memory falls you, and it's just frustration. And if it isn't one thing, it's something else. If it ain't that. You know, well, the, keep on writing down the list. The, the <laughs> one thing I've always had, the problem I had was brain fog. I mean, yeah. I, I could be driving and then all of a sudden I'm like, how in the hell did I get here? I don't remember anything. <laughs> I, I do. Yeah. But the, what's really weird is the new medication that my neurologist put me on. I don't have it anymore. Primadone. I don't have brain fog anymore. Oh, you shared that with me. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I'm on a low dose. And I, but I mean, one thing about it, all the medication I'm on, I'm never going to have a seizure or a stroke. So I'm really, you know, grateful for that. I don't have to worry about seizures. But I mean, it, it, it is amazing because you talk about the VA. Because I want John to just take a minute for a little bit. John, I want you to tell him what happened to today. Okay, so yesterday... I, my wife come come home. She went to pick up medications, 
come home. She hands me a piece of paper and said, well, the insurance didn't, the insurance didn't cover this. And I said, what do you mean it didn't cover it? And she goes, she handed me a little slip. And on the slip, it said, we had, it said, OHI. I said, well, what, 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 what is that? So the short answer is it stands for other health insurance. And so we had other health insurance February, was it February or the year before that? Anyway, so once you've given this information and I called the, I called the VA or called Champ VA and what's going on here? And I said, we've never had a problem. Oh, well, you're missing a form. Excuse me? Well, we don't have your, you have something that come up saying that your wife had other health insurance. Um, okay, but that's been well over a year ago. Why all of a sudden, just out of the thin blue air, did this come up? So it took me probably literally three to four people over the course of a 24-hour period to talk and communicate with the folks and trying to understand what happened. In short is that somebody in the VA, and like Scott, you said, I, I don't, there, I, I think in any organization, the more people there are, things get confused. Things don't transition from point A to point B like they should. And of course, we all know the VA is huge. Mm -hmm. That being said, there are a tremendous amount of mistakes and a lot of, a lot of red tape to try and jump through. Right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and it's, we finally got it figured out. Initially, the gal told me, well, I need to, you need to, do you have a, do you have a, do you have a printer, sir? And I said, yes, ma'am, I have a printer. Do you have a way to print this information out? Yes, ma'am. Well, so that was a, that was a trip because uh, of course, all of a sudden my printer doesn't work. So I'm jumping through hoops and she says, well, you need to fax this off to us so we can get things squared away so we can get everything together. Fast forward about 24 hours or whatever the time frame was. And I, so I now, now I've talked to another person and they said, well, we need these dates, sir, of when your, when your wife had insurance and when it stopped. Okay, fine. Then I get the third or fourth person. I had lost the numbers at that given point. I finally get a gal on her name happened to be Mary and Mary had been doing her job for quite a long time. And just because you do your job for a long, dumb, long time doesn't mean you're necessarily good at it. But in this case, she was good at it. And she did a very good job of explaining things. And we, over, over that particular hour conversation with somebody at Champ VA, she says, I can get this taken care of. She, she had to get my wife on the phone because even though we are the vet, if you happen to have Champ VA, we're, ir we're, we're irrelevant. We, when I, whether you're the, the spouse, let me put it that way, of the person is irrelevant. If that person was the one that served in, mil in the military, the person getting the insurance is one they care about. And this is where the, the veteran, it don't matter because of privacy issues. And then after Mary got us all squared away and got everything taken care of, she goes, oh, by the way, John, make sure that you have a POA. So the next time or if something happens when you or your wife and they can't, we can't only but give so much information about who you are. It doesn't matter whether you're the veteran or the spouse. If somebody is in medical need and unable to help, and so POA is power of attorney. I said, oh, okay. She goes, yeah, because I do this all day long and I can't tell you the number of times that I can't give information because that person doesn't have a power of attorney while the person's laying in the bed 
and extraordinarily ill and you want to help them, but you can't verify because they're not unable to speak. And I said, does it have to be a general power? To nope, just a medical power of attorney. I said, oh, that's good information. Thank you, Mary. And, uh, and, she, was, and she went on about other forms or other information on the form about, you, I, I, on the last podcast, Kevin, you and I had talked about benefits and how much time you have for benefits. It's not just life insurance, mind you. It's also benefits from if your spouse had to go to the doctor or had to go with a nurse. We had a, like a $13,000 bill that wasn't getting paid. Holy and I, th- and I, I, said, I said, Mary, why didn't this get paid? And I started right. She goes, oh, she stopped me. I wasn't even, I had, I was three seconds into telling her. And she goes, oh, no, 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 John. Because you have letters and numbers at the beginning of this bill, that tells me blah, blah, blah. And, and see, the other thing I didn't know is that Champ BA, when they send you information saying what was paid for, that same information goes to the doctor. And on that information gives them, the doctor or whoever your provider is, the phone number to contact Champ BA. And I'm like, really? I, why would I know that? I mean, we don't think about it because we're not at that end, right? I mean, right. all we care about is did we get a bill in mail and did it get paid? Yay or nay? Um, so anyway, that's my, Man, so that's, the last, it, it, that makes things really difficult. Um, happy Tuesday. Huh? Ha- happy Tuesday. Yeah. yeah right. Oh <laughs> my goodness. Three days left. They can get yeah. better. Now, now, Scott, you said something earlier that kind of caught my attention. <laughs> and one of the things you said is how your wife and your family are amazing about everything. And I I mean, I I do want to get into that because like my wife and my kids and, and, you know, my mom and dad, my brothers, they all know what I'm, what I'm going through now, now that I'm podcasting, (laughs) you know, they they really didn't have a clue, but now that they know it, it is relief, but there's people out there who don't have what, what we have. And and so like, how, how did you get them to understand? That's, that's a really good question because that's all. It's a really good question, Kevin. So it, it, it was hard. I, I was single for many years. I was sick for many years. I got out. I got uh, medically discharged in 2001. I fought like tooth and nails to stay in the military. Um, I hired uh, George, uh, the Honorable George Bud Day. He was my attorney when I was in the Air Force because they were trying to put me out. George Day, he's a Medal of Honor winner. Uh, he helped the World War II veterans get, uh, get their, their medical coverage. He, 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 he took a case against the United States military and won, actually won against military. It never happens. So uh, he was a Vietnam veteran, P, yeah, POW. He was an amazing man. Um, so, and again, if I start running down rabbit holes, again, I'm- No, I'm, go ahead, I'm, go ahead. You know, I'm just letting you know, if I run down a rabbit hole, feel free to reach down here and pull me back. <laughs> The brain just kind of goes where it wants to go sometimes. So, so um, I don't even know how I got to talking about George Bud Day, to be honest with you. So, oh, oh, when, when I was getting, um, I, I don't even know how I got to talking about uh, uh, Colonel Day. He was an amazing man. So, to get my family to understand. So, oh, oh, when, when I got uh, medically separated in 2001 after George Day and I, uh, the Honorable George uh, Bud Day, put up a fight, I, I, I didn't date. I, I got out of the military in two, 2001. I didn't really date like I'd gone on a couple of dates, but it was really hard because I'm not, I remember one instance where I went on a date with this girl 
we get in my truck. I'm trying to be polite. I open the door. I let her in there. And I've known this girl for a while. It was our first date. And we go out driving. And, um, and you know, like you said earlier, Kevin, how you just kind of like wake up and you go, how did I get here? Guys, if I'm not sitting, like when I realized that something had misfired, I was at my church. Now, the restaurant we were going to was kind of in the same part of town as my church. So I think I had started to go to this restaurant. Then my brain just kind of clicked into this blinders, cruise control. And by the time I got to where I was going, I was at my church, not at the restaurant. Uh, the, the young lady still a friend of mine today. And she solved, as a matter of fact, she solved things, instances like that over the course of a period of time. Um, she actually did a letter for me when I was uh, filing for my VA claim. Uh, what do they call it? The uh, witness, not, not the witness, but the, um, the, the individuals that-, that witnessed, Nexus? I'm sorry? A Nexus letter? Yeah, like, a, well, not an, I think a Nexus- Not, nexus, not Nexus. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, like a personal testimony. Sure, uh, okay. Sure. Yeah. This is what I witnessed. It was amazing. So, so when I met my wife, uh, Yelena, I've married an extraordinary woman. Um, and she's like intellectually on another level. She's just so smart. She sees things. She remembers things. She's really good at like, man, dates and times. And she doesn't use a book. She's just got everything upstairs like a, like a bear trap. So I explained to her what it was that I was going through. And uh, because I knew it was at the beginning of our relationship, I knew this could be like a, a make or break thing. This is something that I need to put on the table. And I explained to her, hey, look, this is what happens. There are days like today when I woke up this morning and uh, we, when, we, when we met eyes for the first time this morning, you know, her first question to me every morning is, how did you sleep? Every day oh. we got married, how did you sleep? And it's either, darling, I think I slept really good. Uh, and sometimes it's like, I'm not sure, give me an hour because, you know, it takes a while for the brain fog, which by the way, Kevin, the first time I read brain fog, like in 1995 in an article, I was like, that was the greatest description I've ever heard, brain fog. So, so, uh, so in the morning, we understand that, that um, you know, she knows that every the day is going to de be determined on how I slept. Now this morning, she knew the minute she saw my face, because you should see my face was a little swollen, eyes weren't quite open. She knew this morning was a disaster. And I and I I can't help but think I'm like, seriously, the day that Kevin asked me to come on and talk <laughs> over, seriously, Kevin, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening. And I was really concerned. Uh six o'clock my time, seven o'clock your time, six o'clock my time, Kevin. I I, I was not functioning on any level at all. It, I texted you and said, hey, can we talk at 6.30? Yeah. That was me. I was in a spiral. I couldn't, I, could, I couldn't feel my hands. I couldn't speak without just not being able to, con to complete a sentence or an idea. It was horrible. So, um, so fortunately, it, it, before I forget it, I wanna throw this out there because it's really important. However, if I get a nap, if I have one of these really bad days, if I can get a nap, which don't, doesn't happen often, but when I do, even if it's 10, 15, 20 minutes, it totally resets everything. And I'm able to function. Like right now, I feel like I'm functioning pretty well based on the fact that four hours ago, I could barely walk up the stairs. No, uh, you're, doing, you're doing great, Scott. And I understand, uh, no, you're really good. You're, you're, you're doing, as you're commenting and, and, and telling us about your story, it's kind of, I find it really interesting because I know when I'm talking to somebody, especially if I, 
whether my, my wife and my kids kind of know how I am and my brother does as well. And it's like, I'll be talking and I completely drop my thoughts. And I'm like, where was I at? And it's embarrassing, you know? And it's like, and they know you well enough to, they either remind you of what you were saying yep. and just move forward. But it, it's not, it, it's, it's embarrassing, but frustrating all at the same time. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it's like, oh my goodness. But you know, you're doing great, man. You're doing great. Yeah, agree. And that's the thing too, John, is it, you, at, at the beginning, when this all started, I was embarrassed. But as I've gotten, as I've learned to deal with this, I surround myself with people that understand what's going on. People that are smart enough to identify, okay, this is what's happening or that's what hap- what's happening. My wife is amazing because she knows, I mean, she literally could come to the, the my workshop and say, uh, darling, are you going to paint this doll today? I'm just throwing that out there. And I'm holding the doll with a paint can going, yes, darling, I'm going to paint this doll for you today. And then six hours later, she'll say, darling, is that doll ready? And I'll go, oh my gosh, what did I do with the doll? And, and That's she, interesting. She won't, yeah, that. she won't get upset. She won't get upset with that. Um, she's also, be, the, because of the fact that she has, and again, she's an extremely intelligent woman. Uh, we've already decided, look, we're, when when these when I have these kind of days, she just knows, just let it go. Like like it's like she just knows. Just if I need something, she'll text me. Do you need something? Do you, do you need me to bring you something? Um, it's incredible. Are there any appointments that I have today that I have to get done that she can do for me? Those kind of things. Now, we, we, what kind of things? What kind of things do you do that you know will help you as you're dealing with this type of thing? What 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 is is there certain things that you know? That, okay, I have to follow through with what I'm doing or I'm going to forget. I mean, do, is there anything that you have set in place for yourself personally that helps you kind of try and keep on track? Kind of. That was a really good word right there, kind of. So I have on my cell phone this thing, Notes, all right? I don't know if you've ever seen this app. It's called Notes. Oh, yeah. Now, this is sad because, guys, this is this is my life in a nutshell. And, and again, a sense of humor really helps. So this right here says, do these now. Those are all the things that I need to do right now. And when I hit that, okay, these are all the things that I I need to do now. I'm going to try to turn it. But these are all the things that I need to do right now. And if you look, I can scroll. Holy crap. That's a big backlog, Scott. All the backlog. (laughs) Look at that. It it goes on and on. These are all, this is. Look, I mean, I don't even know how. There it goes. Finally got to the bottom. <laughs> that looks like my wife's list. Oh, honey, dude. Again, and I'm glad we're laughing because you got to have a sense of humor. So that was just one list. That was the do things now list. But now look at all the lists that I have. These are all the lists. Wow. Holy crap. Wow. So that helps. And then also, again, the cell phone. Now, I still like to write things down. I have a little organizer that I like to write things down. Uh, but I also use like my, my calendar, like today, I've got all the things that I need to do on my calendar. I got my alarms going off. Uh, and, and you can see like my alarms uh, just from today. Let's see how many alarms I had set up. These are all the alarms that I had to set up today. I'm right I mean, there with you. Yeah, I'm right there with you. That's not very many because I mean, I'm telling you, I got like 52 alarms, different things. <laughs> I have to make a note and set an alarm to eat breakfast. Because I will oh. wait, I'll put dishes away. That's the other thing too. You were talking about uh, what helps me. My wife right. helping me, 
But on the flip side of that, when I'm having a good day, dishes get put away, dishes get washed. I do all the cooking. She owns a business. She works really hard. And I just, I just believe she's my queen. So when she comes home, dinner needs to be ready. Everything needs to be laid out. Laundry needs to be done. Those kind of things. That's, awesome. That's my responsibility is when I'm feeling well enough to get these tasks done, I need to get them done. There's no excuses for me not to. Because uh, like today, I, I got absolutely nothing. I had a whole calendar of stuff to do today. Nothing got done except I called John this morning when I first woke up. And then uh, I was able to log on, log on this, this evening to, to get on the podcast. Those were the two things that I, that I needed to get done today that I did. Well, I'm telling you right now, I'm editing out the part about the laundry and the food <laughs> and all that stuff. Because I do not want my wife to hear that part. Oh, come on, man. What's it? Just laundry. Little soap. But there is something I noticed. There's (laughs) something I noticed. When you bring your hands up, you do this. Who, me? Yes. Money? No. When when you bring your hands up, you you rub your fingers. I do it all the time. They're always moving. Yeah, because, I I mean, mine go numb. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. My dexterity... um, it's incredible. Like, like I plastic sippy cups or coffee cups with a handle. And even the handle isn't a safeguard sometimes, but, uh, very rarely on a rare occasion, unless it's the only glass in the house, I won't hold a glass. I, I can't, really? I just, I can't feel the, the dexterity. Yeah. I, uh, I, I can't in these three fingers. I can't. And I cut hair for a living. So I no, my customers are listening to this. Knock <laughs> <laughs> on wood. I haven't had that that particular problem i and I, i'm gonna count my blessings with it i i have not had i mean i get i get tingling and once in a while i get some muscle muscles uh twitching uh most of the time in my legs and i'm like is that because i've been sitting around too much you know i don't really know but i mean unlike you you gentlemen i i not here again knock on wood i i don't have the the numbness necessarily so i feel very fortunate there but um, right, the, uh, the spasms, the twitching you were talking about earlier. When, 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 I, um, when I got out of the military, let's see, when I was still in the military, about 95, I'm guessing, give or take, might have been 96, I was teaching at the, uh, there's a uh, Shepherd Air Force Base, it's the Combat Medical Readiness Course. We teach aeromedical evacuation, we teach self-aid buddy care. At the time I got out, we were setting up like the uh, IDMT course and the, uh, the, the Navy Corpsman course. But that's what we did. Um, we taught NBC, nuclear, biological, chemical warfare, those kind of things. And I'm running down a hole here. Uh, not sure what point I was going to make there. Oh, oh, when I was there, something was happening uh, while I was stationed there. Gosh, sorry, guys. It just kind of lost. No, I do it all the time. Yeah, man. Oh, Doing good. I remember what it was. That's when I started twitching. It looked like Tourette's. Like I literally was twitching all the time. And I was worried because, and it only lasted really bad. I still do it every now and then. I'll be in church. I'll be sitting, you know, listening to a sermon. But you find ways you mentioned earlier, what have I done to like, you know, what, you know, what has my wife done? I found, I found ways to hide it. Like I'll twitch and just kind of go like this, you know, Uh, it would look like this, but because I just went like this, it just looks like I'm fixing my hair, but it's uh, it's uncontrollable twitch. My, my leg, you were talking about your legs mostly. I get the twitching, the spasms in my eye, like my, my left eye is uh, mm-hmm. spasming, spasming today. But my legs, like, in my, and see, my family can see this. My, my legs look like the, 
it looks like there's an alien inside my calf muscles, my calves and my thighs. The muscles just do this all, all day long. There's nothing I can do to stop it. It's not hurting yet, but sometimes my feet start throbbing a little bit. I'm worried that that might be the onset of like a neuropathy, but as long as I can still walk and, and still get things done, I'm not going to complain about it just yet. So it's interesting, Scott, because you just made something, you just made me, uh, you, you made a comment about your eyes twitching. Because I've had that happen on more than one occasion. And so my, my, my eye will start, my, the muscles are like, I can feel it like wanting to close, like I'm almost kind of like I'm uh, winking kind of sort, but I can't control it. And yeah. I, it hasn't happened a lot. And when you just mentioned that now, I'm like, oh, man. My, mine yes. does that. I do it all the time. But the thing yeah. is, like I'll, if I'm sitting there, if I'm laying in bed or, you know, Remember them old beds that you put a quarter in, everything vibrate? <laughs> well, shit, I don't need to put a quarter in there. I'll be laying in, I, I kid you not. Uh, I mean, I'll be watching TV at the barbershop and somebody be like, do you know your head shakes? I was like, yeah, no shit. I'm not laughing at your head. Yeah, I know, but I mean. At the, at the, that's a quarter operated. Like, like, like I, I mean, I, I can't even, I can't even, you know, I, I explained it to the doctor. And this is what the doctor tells me. I, I told the doctor, I said, look, I said, I can't even hold my wife at night because I twitch so bad. It keeps her up. Huh. Yeah. And do you know what response I got out of that is? Well, we're gonna put we're gonna put you on Promodome. Like, fix the damn problem. Yeah. I, I I think they're just putting a bandaid on everything. But, right, right, right. You know, it's like, dude, there's got to be a shot you can give me. Oh I mean, man. Yeah, and and by the way, um, I don't have to put quarters in it, but I actually <laughs> I have a bed that that vibrate uh i'm not sure if somebody asked me earlier like some of the, the things that i've done to compensate this but um i have a bed that that i have a, a low and a high setting and it, it vibrates and and i have found now that, that helps me fall asleep, asleep and I don't know, bed. it's like overstimulation you know uh overstimulating the nerves i don't know but i have found oh my goodness i put that thing on i that's why, uh, Kevin, when I, I, I was supposed, I, I set my alarm to, to get your phone call at 625, uh, I think we talked about 630. Yeah. So I set my alarm for 625. And, and that's why I asked if I could get a little bit extra time because I knew I could not stay awake. I was falling asleep. I hit that bed. I hit that vibration button. And I was out. I was out. I mean, it puts me to sleep like this. And again, just, and I found this on accident, actually. Uh, when I started noticing that like these, uh, my friends had a, uh, like a vibrating recliner and I'd go to their house and put the recliner on for my back and I could not stay awake in that chair. Oh yeah. And I realizing it helps me fall asleep. That whole vibrating. I don't know if it's the humming noise in my ears. I, I don't know the, the physics behind it, but I do know it works. And maybe sometimes psychologically things can really help you. If you think it's going to help you self-fulfilling prophecy, I think it absolutely does help you. Uh, the, 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 I think that's the psychological term for it. Self-fulfilling prophecy. If you think something's going to happen, it, most times it does happen. So when I hit that vibrating button on that bed, I know I'm falling asleep. It actually helps quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. You got a sort of bed. <laughs> I do. I, I don't know who the maker is, but I know I've had it for years. And, uh, and I'm scared because I can feel the uh, vibrators in it. They're like on their last legs. 
I used to turn that thing on. Now I just I'm hoping I can replace it. Um, you know, one other thing, uh, before I forget, I wanted to touch on something one of you said it earlier. Uh, so, so when I was in the Persian Gulf War, I was in a place called King Fahd International Airport. It was in northern uh, I, uh, Saudi Arabia, and we were there with the 101st Screaming Eagle. KKMC? Was it KKMC? KKMC? Uh, uh, no, I think KKMC was King Khalad, I think. I think you're right. Yep, yep. Yeah, we were King Fahd. We were called the, uh, uh, okay. the Fahd Squad. They called us the Fahd Squad. It was, uh, we had, I was there with, um, uh, I wasn't 354 tactical fighter wing out of, I think it was, gosh, uh, guys getting, I think they were out of South Carolina, maybe the 354 tactical fighter wing. Uh, but I was, um, down at Homestead Air Force Base, 31st tactical, tactical fighter wing. And I got, and our unit got sent there as 354th. Um, but we were there with the 101st Screaming Eagles. And I don't know how many of them were out there, 15, 20,000. But if you remember when we came back, they kept saying, oh, it's stress, it's anxiety. Now, look, we got, we got hit with the Scud missiles. We had a couple that hit our locations. And, and let me tell you something, you know, they, when, when the, the, the pork and beans are falling off the shelf and the dust is falling all on you, man, you, you know, it, you, you, when you hear a, a missile that loud explode right on your location, it just sucks the air right out of you. It is, it is, it's, it's incredible. Now that did happen uh, several times, and we also had the scud alarms going off all the time. So maybe subliminally that was like anxiety, but but I don't ever remember being afraid, like just fearing for my life, like some of our guys that have been in close combat. Because, and I've always said this, there were 15, 20,000 airborne rangers right there in front of us, between me and King, uh, Saddam Hussein, there were 15,000 airborne just, I mean, they, you could tell they just were ready to kick people's ass, Kevin. They were just ready to just get out there and stomp some butt. And they did actually. Um, but the day I got worried was the day I woke up and like I was out there with, with my coffee and the nurses, the nurses and I were out there having our coffee. And uh, I'm not kidding, Kevin, we went to bed. They were all there. We woke up the next morning, every single one of them, there must've been 15, 20,000 army guys. Airborne Rangers, gone. So we knew something was happening because all those airborne guys left in a hurry. So that is crazy. That was the beginning of the ground war. Yeah, that's when Schwarzkopf took them. I think he moved them over to the west side of Iraq and they came through the backside. Man, it was the coolest bait and switch I've ever seen in my entire life. But I got to tell you, for that 30 seconds while I was sitting there drinking my coffee, going, where did all the airborne guys go? I was a little... <laughs> Just a little apprehensive. Yeah, I was like, I kind of liked it. When did did y'all have chemical alarms? We did have chemical alarms. How many yes. times did it go off? Uh, let me think. Uh, I, I we had scud alarms. I'm, we we didn't have chemical alarms ourselves. There's a part of our air transportable hospital called Bioenvironmental Engineering. Uh, they were the ones that were responsible for decon and stuff. Uh, I think they were putting the tape. I don't, I, M8 tape or something. I, I don't want to throw a name out there because I can't remember. No, you have it right. M8, yeah. Really? Well, that's that's right. M8 alarms, is an army ad is what they were called. Oh. But. Okay, how about that? As I'm sitting here talking about my memory not being good. I haven't said that in 30 years, but I remember <laughs> I taught NBC, so. But yeah, they had the tape out and around and um, I don't know. I You know, because of what I was doing, that, that information was never privy to me. 
Um, you know, I, I was working in the hospital, but as far as administrative and in the chain of uh, information, the flow of information going up and down the chain of command, I was never involved with that. I just, I drove forklifts, all train forklifts. Um, I, I made wine so that we could barter for plywood or whatever it was. You made wine? Okay. Uh, oh my, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, five gallons a week. We had, uh, we had. Look eight, at you, making moves. Yeah, <laughs> my commander was amazing. Let me tell you something. You could get anything with a bottle of wine in the Persian Gulf in Saudi Arabia. So, uh, but I don't remember any positive chemical alarms. However, you guys have heard about this book, Gassed in the Gulf. Have oh really? Oh. In, uh, oh, you mean like this thing? Yes, yeah, that's yes. That's we're cool. reading it. Hey, John's done with that. I'm almost done. It will piss you off. Oh, <laughs> you know what? I I I ran out of notes. So the very first chapter, they talk about this guy. He was with the 354 Tactical Fighter Wing. I can't remember if he was a a supply guy or a hospital supply guy. But that's, that's where I was. I was with the 354 Tactical Fighter Wing right there at King Fight International. And when I started reading about him, I was like, oh, my goodness. I went upstairs. I showed my wife. I said, darling, that's my unit. The very first unit they talked about in that book, Chapter 1, that was our unit. And really? uh, wow. oh, my gosh. And I still got, you know, we, we've lost. I was trying to write it down the other day. You know, we've lost quite a few guys from our unit. Uh, pancreatic cancer heart attack uh bam bam a guy we call bam bam uh jimmy uh we call also called him doc he, he's idmt uh but i just went to his funeral like three or four months ago 51 years old 52 years old guy's healthy as a fiddle paddle boat he, he passed away and then jamie davis another physical specimen he passed away about three or four years ago um and then one of them uh man our buddy carrie what a great guy carrie was the only one that took his own life that, that I'm aware of from our unit, but it goes on. I'm looking at a list of, you know, we had a hundred people there and almost 10 of them have already left the planet. 10% of them have already that's left see, us. So. And, and that's what's crazy is, uh, you know, I know guys who were on my ship who have passed away. One who committed suicide, but it's like, they've even said that in their study, go for veterans are aging and dying faster than the Vietnam, World War II, you know, it's just like, okay, well, if you know this, and we have all these great presumptives that you put down, why aren't you proving these guys? Yes, and the numbers are staggering, Kevin. It, what you just said, I have seen some of the numbers about the Persian Gulf War veterans and, you know, their, their average life expectancy at this time. Uh, the numbers are staggering. It's not a low number. It's not like, you know, Vietnam veterans. Uh, and by the way, mad respect, love my Vietnam veterans. Those, those guys yeah. are the most, to me, those are the greatest heroes on the planet right now. Um, but yeah, the numbers are quite staggering when you look at the Persian Gulf War veterans. It's hard to ignore that it's anything other than something that we were exposed to based on the numbers that are coming in. The, uh, the numbers with Crohn's disease, another one, birth defects. Oh my gosh, our kids, my daughter, the birth defects um, are, you know, they're kind of running amok amongst the uh, Gulf War veterans. Um, <clears throat> but yes, I, I've seen some of those numbers, Kevin, and, and they're astonishing. You, you can't ignore them. You can't say, oh, that's a coincidence. They're just, they're too, um, they're, they're too overwhelmingly, uh, insinuating that there was something that was going on, a, a chemical agent or something like that. Which you know, you just 
You yeah. just touched base, Scott, and, and Kevin and I have talked about this a number of times, uh, obviously, that uh, at least your daughter or or one of your kids perhaps suffer from some illnesses that, or whatever that you can't explain. Um, and um, although we don't, we have, I don't know that it's in print anywhere at this point, other than in our, all of us Gulf War veterans minds. Um, I know Kevin and myself and uh, some other folks, his children that have had on. Um, and I, and I, and I quite honestly thought it was because uh, it was after uh, it was the children after we had we got back from the Gulf, and, and Kevin explains, no, we there's there's men and women that have children both before and after, and I'm like, huh, okay. So anyway, you touched base on that, so I had to I had to make comment. Right, I I, I, I knew John was going to beat me to it, but it, it's true. Like my daughter, she's having some same symptoms as I did that the doctors cannot figure it out. And, and I, I just sit there, but I find it more miraculously that it's with a lot I'm finding out is with girls. I, I mean, the, the, like my, my oldest son, he doesn't seem to have the problems. But everybody who I've talked to so far, it seems to be the girls are having the issues. Bleeding, uh, uh, you, know, uh, you know, they can't figure it out. I mean, I would literally tell my daughter straight up when she was in a hospital. I'm telling you, they're going to tell you they don't know what it is. That that that. The next day, that they're still going to tell you they don't know what it is. And it's true. Huh. Interesting. Maybe that. Maybe I didn't necessarily know it was primarily the young women that had the issue. I mean, because I I'm not aware that my son necessarily has anything that I could plausibly relate to. Um, my my term in the service but um i mean and, yeah. anyway all boys have dumb disease <laughs> right right, right. Yeah, yeah. it's hard to right the reason that it looks like girls is because with the boys we don't know if that's uh yeah yeah we don't yeah, know it's what's just going dumb on disease i mean let's just put it it's out there for everybody to hear i mean i i named it right off they don't have <laughs> disease they have dumb disease but I, I do think oh they God. ought to come up with a new name for Gulf War illness. I mean, I'm tired of hearing about Gulf War illness. I'm tired of hearing about Gulf War syndrome. I'm tired of hearing. Because anytime you go in there, these doctors are supposed to be taking these classes. I yeah. think they ought to call it. I, I mean, forget Gulf War illness, Gulf War. I, I call it the, you know, they screwed us up syndrome. That's what they did. And they screw all yeah. veterans up. And then yeah. when you come home, they they need to take care of it. I don't care. It, uh, I mean, a, as long as I know that my family is going to be taken care of after I'm gone, I mean, I pretty much, ha I mean, I, I've said it several times on this program. I believe that our lifespan is not going to be as long as it should. And I, I mean, huh. I, I, if not, I, I know I'll definitely be on a walker. I know I'll be in a wheelchair because I have neuropathy and there isn't no cure for that. And this is what I was going to tell y'all. So I joined in that conversation. I asked a question at the, oh God, I'm doing brain fog here on this one. But it was one Denise Nichols sent out about um, the go for illness room where you went in and the VA wanted to talk to you and these researchers. 
So I got on there, and I know Jason can contest to this because he heard me talking, and Jason was right after me. So I'm on this phone call. I'm talking to all these researchers and doctors. And I tell them what's going on. I tell them about the problems with the VA, blah, 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 blah. And one of them says, you know, my husband has cancer, and he has neuropathy. There's no cure for that. And they left it out there and never said another damn thing. Well, what the hell are you going to bring to our Senate and our Congress after me hearing that? I'm like, well, what the hell do y'all want funding for? I, I mean, I, I felt like that. Our voices just got swept under the rug that day talking to them. I mean, it, it yeah. really <clears throat> pissed me off. Yeah, I mean... We, we, we've talked a few times about we all we all under those of us who who were in Desert Storm um, understand there's a very short war. But like I think it was Wade or maybe and or Sarah and, and Denise, of course, know this. Anybody it huge chemical problem. I mean, and, and, it, and it wasn't just uh, the nerve agents or other stuff that in the, the, the list is very long and, and everybody knows that not that not that everybody can sit there and rattle off all, all these different things, but it was a huge chemical problem. And, you know, uh, speaking of things that happen in our world. So now because it's, it's in our world today, as us veterans watch what's going on across the seas in Ukraine. And now they're saying uh, now there's word out there, that uh, and I, I'm I'm kind of going to a different subject matter here a little bit, but now they're talking about plausibly uh, um, Putin had put gas, and and that and that and that and didn't we hear that that was plausibly the red line that might get crossed that would cause us to go if if there is gas now in the Ukraine fight, I say what is an invasion by Russia? Do I? I hope and pray to God. And I, I got to be careful here on how I phrase this. You put boots on the ground with that there. Gee, oh yeah. my goodness! I, I mean, I, right. I, well, here, here's my thing: is the men and women that are going in now. I I, I wish I would have started this years ago to make them understand. When you go in, you are the military's number one. You're you. Everything I wouldn't trade it for anything. When you go into the military, you you're the military's number one. Everybody loves the military. Everybody loves the the veterans, except for the people that are sitting in the Senate and Congress. They don't give two craps about us. But oh, they'll get up there. Oh, hey, come vote for me. I care about the veterans, but yet I'm not going to vote on this, 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 and this. But let let me tell you. There are more patriots out there that love their veterans and their military that they see what's going on. And the more we spread this word, the more generations down the road are going to be like, uh-uh, y'all ain't doing this shit anymore. And that's what we need to prevent. Oh, that's, that's, man, that's a really good point, Kevin. That's, a, that's actually an excellent point. Uh, yes. Because, and I would think that that's like the motive of your podcast is we got to make sure this doesn't happen again, Kevin. Because what happened that that book uh, that we were just discussing that gas in the Gulf. Yep. What um, 
the one profound thing, despite all the information and all the evidence that that guy provides, and I forgot the author's name. I haven't picked it up in a year. Um, John will tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I Patrick Eddington. Yeah, Patrick. That's him. Patrick and his wife. So, yeah. uh, despite all the information, you know that that was amazing. The information that they gave gave us. But the one thing that that book, the, the one thing that stood out is that book gave motive you know like if you ever go on trial the first thing you need to do is establish motive and when you look at what has happened to us at gulf war veterans and man if you guys heard the story of how i got put out of the military what is the motive behind that what is the motive behind going to the va and them not wanting to use the word oh this kid was exposed to something they, they won't say that at the va they, they that would be acknowledgement <laughs> right, right. They won't, what is the motive for them not, not acknowledging it? That's what I really liked. The, mo the, the one thing I really liked about that book. Well, well, that and the fact like, you know, the motive behind the Persian Gulf War. Why, why would they not say that we were exposed to chemical warfare agent? Well, because a bunch of politicians, a bunch of people sitting in the Senate and the Congress, sitting in Washington, they sent a bunch of kids over to the Persian Gulf War to fight in a war that we knew there was going to be chemical they knew, not us, they knew there was going to be chemical weapons, but we didn't have enough air filters for our gas mask. We didn't have no. enough. We didn't have enough anything. We didn't have enough anything. So when they started dropping chemical weapons, when those alarms started going off, you know, nothing to see here, people. Nothing and, to see. And, and, and P-tabs. They gave us bad batches oh. of, of freaking oh. uh, anthrax. I mean... And, and, and this is what I try to tell everybody is who don't quite understand what we went through over there. Yes, it was not a a a long war, right? But it is a long war because I'm still fighting it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's been it's been thirty something years. My war's yeah. been something years, Kevin. Yes. Yeah. Well said. Well said. It, it is. It. This is. This is going to and. and no difference to Vietnam. The Vietnam guys are still fighting that that war, mentally, mentally, physically, and everything. Just like we are going to be fighting this war. But it's, let, go ahead, John. It's the, I was going to say it's the veterans' war within that doesn't stop. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree, gentlemen. And, 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 you know, it's like the other day, one guy was like, you know, whatever you do, don't make an enemy out of the VA. I'm not making an enemy out of the VA. I mean, I like my VA. I like my doctors. Yeah. I, I like it. I don't like the politicians. They yeah. kiss my ass. <laughs> I, they I tell like you what you want to hear. Hey, They're but really the thing good. is, is that, be honest. The first time I ever heard, besides uh, a couple of, of, but the first time I've ever heard a president, I mean, whether you like Biden or not, in the State of the Union, he got up there and talked about the burn pits. And he, he was like, that could have what killed his son. So at, at, at least they're talking about it now. I mean, they're, I mean um, Grey's Anatomy did a whole segment on burn pits. I mean... So the word is now yeah, get, right. getting out there. You're right, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. I, I have seen references to the Persian Gulf War and to burn pits and things of that nature in mainstream, you know. Uh, Hollywood, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mainstream entertainment. Yeah, so 
Agree. Yeah, they, 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 it was in the State of the Union speech, so it's out there. It's on the table. Um, really curious. On oh, that reminds me, I, and I, I think it was. And I'm sorry, Kevin. I listened to uh, several other podcasts. I think it was. I think you touched on one of your podcasts, and it's been a while about these young troops now needing to get on all these registries. Was that you that talked yes. about that? Oh, like, oh yeah, I say it every time. Okay. Oh, you do. Okay. So I, I thought it was you. I was pretty sure. Um, because you were angry. <laughs> I was pissed, you were man. Angry. I was pissed. Get on the registries. <laughs> but um, yeah, I need to look into a few because you know I still do uh, anger management classes on Friday. Now we're doing them via Zoom, and I'm sitting down. But it's it used to be a Gulf War PTSD group after I had come back uh, from the Persian Gulf. Now it's you know we've got Vietnam and whatnot in there. But anyway, so um, yeah, just sitting and talking to those guys. Uh, yeah, you got to document, 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 document. And I, I was lucky. I came from a military family. My dad was Korean War in Vietnam. My brother was Vietnam. So when I was in the military, my dad, he was kind of, he was a Marine. He was a 40-year Marine. He was, no doubt, my dad was an asshole. Uh, but he was, a, he, was, he was the most disciplined asshole you've ever seen. He was chosen on reservoir. He was a badass. Uh, so mad respect to my dad. Despite being mean, I have tremendous respect for him. But he kept telling me, son, document it. Get copies of your records. Do this. So when I was in the military, I was doing that only because I, I was doing it because I thought because my dad was telling me to do it. I cannot believe that's one of those moments where you look back and you go, man, the older I get, the smarter my dad seems, you know, <laughs> I'm not admitting that on this at all. No, It's true. He saved me everything because I would normally would just go to the doctors, do my thing, and they'd give me some paperwork. I'd come home and put it in the trash. I didn't care. I just was trying to get healthy. But uh, looking back, yeah, all that documentation really, really helped me a lot. And I would encourage anybody that's listening I mean, that has a registry. Yeah, they, they really you're right. The Gulf War Registry, Burn Pit Registry. But yeah. uh, like I, I, and ask your VSO officers, guys. Is everything you're filing under the Gulf War exam? So everything you do file should be under the Gulf War. That's one thing that a lot of people don't realize is is ask your VSO officer. But I I, I will tell y'all this, and and I, I find it I, I don't know. I think the hardest episode that I did was when I did with Greg. Wilson, when he was talking about the VA and how he was treated. I'm telling you, I don't know how anybody could have had a dry eye because I was tearing up listening to his story. Oh, the Marine, great. Yes. yes. And yeah, what yeah. he went yeah. through and what he suffered with, I was like, uh-uh. I don't know how he didn't go postal. Huh. Yeah. yeah, and, and you know, yeah, I, I don't, it's hard. I remember, Kevin, I remember very well. Uh, it, 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 as soon as you mentioned the gentleman's name, I, um, and as, as those of us, as we, uh, when we're using the VA and if we're, and I'm, and I, and I've thought about my own terminology when, when we, we get, uh, I'm going to use this incredibly loosely awarded, uh, mm -hmm. a certain benefit. There's, you ain't awarding a God blessed thing. You award, and I think that's the terminology that sometimes you'll hear politicians or they got awarded. Oh, stop the presses! Don't er. don't give me this awarded terminology. No, 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 no. I'm not. No, no, you're not awarding me because oh, you give me a sticker because I participated. Bite me. 
Yeah, I just know. You know? Jesus. Uh, Kevin, John really gets worked up. I see. That's so no, 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 no. I love that. Oh, my God. I got it like those. But, but it is true because, yeah. you know, these politicians get up there and, man, they got the American flag pin on them. They got all this stuff. I literally, I mean, I'll be honest with y'all. I was a Republican. And I was a Republican for a long time. I'm now independent. Because of yeah. everything that I'm going through. And don't get me wrong. Kevin Brady has helped me out, out a lot. And, you know, he's going to be out. But be, I mean, that's, everybody's like, whatever you do, don't make this show political. My show isn't political. My show, I'm no. pissed at every single one of them. Because right. we're sending we're, we're all talks. this damn money over to all these countries, and you can't help the homeless vets. You can't help anybody. I don't get it. Yeah, yeah I don't care. Yeah. We, we've talked about this. I don't give a rat's ass what side of the fence you're on. Can you do your damn job? You got voted into office. Now do what you were voted in to do. No, don't just, I don't, I don't want lip service. I want action. Enough for the lip service. Don't tell me what I want to hear. Pull the damn trigger. Make something happen. Well, it takes everybody to do this and do a bullshit. Make it happen. If I did what you do, I'd freaking lose my damn job. Hey, you're going to have a heart attack. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but honestly, I think they should have to come rub my feet every night. Every one of them damn politicians. No. <laughs> but I, I mean, th this is what's great about having this conversation is that all of us can sit here and tell our stories, even though they're different, they're the same. And it's uniting yeah. us. And the more this keeps happening, and uh, I mean, I, I didn't start this to have publicity. I started this because I was pissed. And I got a loud mouth that God gave me, and I <laughs> use it. Yeah, I got a damn, damn sure I know. Everybody, anybody that knows John knows that John is really freaking loud, especially when he gets kind of passionate about something. And that's John, why you're my co-host. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We heard you, John. We heard you clear across the building. We heard you. And and what's funny is this, like, like Facebook. Let's take Facebook, Scott. Okay, Let, let's just take it. Right. You got go for babies united, go for illness. You got uh, go for syndrome. You got all everything. All these uh, uh, Navy president, you know, death storm president pass. All this stuff. They need to combine it into one. Yes, let, I'm saying that for years. You're absolutely right, Kevin. You're thin. We're thinning. We're weaker when we're separated. Yeah. Kevin, I can't believe you said that. I, that it, we we do. We I mean. Uh, Strength in numbers. Right. Yep. And and that's what, I mean, believe it or not, uh, me, John, Wade, Sarah, and all of us, once a month are going to get together with counselor and stuff. And they're with different groups. Even the burn pit people. I, I want a whole group to come on and use this podcast to support each group of what each group can do for each other. They, we, we need to find a way that we can connect with one another. And and keep this going. And that's why I get on there and I post on, I post it all on, I don't, I, I only on go for stuff and, and military stuff. I don't post on the outside. I post it only on ours to unite us. 
If right. we band together, there's nothing we can't do. Agree. Yeah, I, yeah. No, hundred percent. I know. I know, Kevin. I remember, and I've said this before when I saw your podcast for the first time and heard what you were having to say and the message you're getting out and to the veterans. Doesn't matter what branch of the service you're in. Doesn't matter what your MOS was. Doesn't well, matter what branch you are. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I said, we all, we all have so many different things that have happened to us. And it's all about bottom line information, whether you're telling a story about how it is you became the way you are. We don't have to know specific details about your personal life. Some people don't care to share that, which we hundred percent respect, but if you can perhaps share an event that you had, this, how you got from point A to point B, that's beneficial to a person that's listening. You know, here again, doesn't matter branch of service. It doesn't matter. Okay, yes, initial. Okay, so we're Gulf War veterans. It doesn't matter. Iraq, Afghanistan, Vietnam. It doesn't matter. Your brother or your sister, we want to help you. You know, whatever that help is. Amen. You know, bottom line. So, hey, I mean, Scott, is there anything else you want to add? Um, I'm not so sure, Kevin. I think I'm going to let you go. I'm just looking at, uh, I was just looking at some of my notes here. Um, you know, uh, the one last thing is, is you were just talking about like all of us and I'm just going to sum it up with this and then I'll let you guys go. I appreciate it. Um, is I've noticed that, you know, some of these Pers Persian Gulf War veteran pages that I'm on, I, I think the one page I'm on, I'm not sure if it's sick Gulf War veterans or Gulf War veterans. I, I try not to dwell in the whole sick part. Um, but it just, it just, uh, amazes me how, um, how so many of us have the exact same, the same things, the rashes, the, uh, the sinus problems, the incoherentness, the memory problems. Uh, mm -hmm. it just, it, it just amazes me that, that, um, that, that we were there and that, that all of these things happened. And when you start looking at the big picture and you start what I call, uh, deduction uh deducing you start taking out variables to see you know what everybody was involved with and i gotta tell you i'm, I'm just i'm just a little concerned that uh, yeah we were exposed to chemicals uh kevin i really appreciate what you're doing with the podcast you and john i think this is amazing uh can't wait to listen to future podcasts with you and uh and just in the reason that you're doing it god bless our brothers and sisters in arms man they're out there right now and and in the in the hour and 20 minutes that we were on three, three of our brothers and sisters have committed suicide. So, you know, these, right. uh, I really appreciate what you're doing because we need to get to the bottom of this so that we can, uh, and we can save all of them. You know, there, there is something I, I, that I would like for you and your wife to sit down and talk about. Yeah. I want a caregiver, somebody, a spouse. I call them caregivers because they, they do care for us. If she would ever be willing to come on and, and, Give us her side of what she sees. Just let her think about it. She doesn't have right. to, but I definitely want to do an update with you. She she might do it, but she would do it privately, Kevin. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. We 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 wouldn't go go live. We do it phone or or whatever. But I I would love just to have a one on one really with her about on on her take on how it is. I mean, really, truly, I love for her to talk to my wife. <laughs> yeah we can make that happen you're out in texas is that right oh yeah we're out in texas kevin are you oh we're in houston area oh houston okay yeah yeah i love houston 
Um, yeah, let me see. Um, let me see if we can arrange maybe to be out that way sometime and and uh, come visit you and your wife. We'll swing by, maybe have lunch or dinner, and let the wives talk. Yeah, you and I, you and I can go to the bar. We'll leave the wives at the table or something Amen. like that. Man, <laughs> Scott, hey, I re we, Kevin and I greatly appreciate you coming on. It's been a uh, a pleasure to meet you and look forward to f future conversations, Scott. Uh, amazing to hear your story. Um, you know, it's always always nice to hear and see a new person and, and things that they've been through. Thank you so much for coming on. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. If you ever need me again, Kevin, hit me up. We can go into detail on anything. I, I can talk for hours on anything. So. I, I love it, man. <laughs> it, it, I, I'm so glad you were able to get on that. I'm glad you're doing much better. But I would also like to let every single person out there know that you're, you're not alone. Contact us. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody got the Facebook page. Everybody can get a hold of each other. I know John gets out there. If he sees something, boy, he's right on it. I mean, I'll give John that, boy. John is right on it. But the one thing is, pray for everybody in New, New York, people in Ukraine, and even the people in Russia that don't want this war. Around the world, we need to unite as one. And let's start getting together as Gulf War veterans, Vietnam veterans, as military veterans. We're military veterans. We all need to be as one. Yep. Awesome. God bless you, brothers. God bless y'all, right. man. Y'all have a great bless. night. All right. Have a good one. All right. Thank you. Y'all, please go to my website at gulfwarsideeffects.wordpress.com. Or email me at kevinsimon at goldforcesideeffects.com. And please help support this podcast and the veterans by clicking on the link below. Thank you for your support.